time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome to another edition of Bump and Run. And we are, uh, again, a little bit lax in getting these done during this off-season <laughs> year. Yeah. But it's not a lot going on. I mean, there always is something going on in golf. But right. at this time of year, it's a little less crazy. But did you watch the Hero World Challenge? I saw a little bit of the Hero World Challenge. Um, some uh, crazy good play by John Rahm. Yeah. Who wins again. Um, but what do, you, what do you think? make of this whole thing about giving out world ranking points? I, I think it's ridiculous. Like I, I think the fact that you get the same amount of ranking points for a tournament that has 16 players in it on a resort course, not that Albany doesn't have its challenges, but still, right, it's, it's a resort course. Um, you know, the same amount as some European tour events and PGA tour events, like it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I, I don't get it. I think it gives, I think, uh, I think there's too many world ranking points available. Um, but you could argue that they shouldn't, you know, give away any world ranking points. Here's the other thing. So Tiger finished basically last, right? Mm -hmm. He got as many world ranking points as a guy who finished 46 at the U S open. Yeah, see, that's ridiculous. Stupid. No cut. Yeah, it's no. It's silly. Um, you know, it's a handful of people. It's not a full field. It's not even as many people at the as the Tour Championship. So, you know, <laughs> it's ridiculous that you get that many world ranking points, in my opinion. I'm hacking in the background here. It's cold and flu season. You have to know that. Yeah, you've... It's cold and you flu. You are... Uh, it's cold flu season. You're going through... Some coldish yes. stuff. I don't usually get colds, but this is the second one I've had already this winter, and it's, and it's a doozy, this one. But anyway, we decided to tough it out today with this. Um, and how about the match? Did you watch the match? I watched zero seconds of the match. I was at the Grey Cup. I will preface that. I was at the Grey Cup um, doing some work, but uh, I did not watch a single thing. I followed it online, and what... I suspected would happen was confirmed to me by one tweet by Charles Barkley where he called this some pretty terrible golf. Charles Barkley was, the, was the highlight. Charles Barkley he saying the that. Of the, he was the highlight of the match, Charles Barkley. Yeah. I, I, this whole, the whole thing was, was set up for this. Um, you, know, it's, you know, it's a match play. At least it went into extra holes. Like, Tiger at least made it a little bit interesting with the chip in on 17. Um, but do you but call man, that? Do you, do you call that an extra hole? That was kind of a makeshift. Well, yeah, it's, off the putting it's an green, extra wedge off, shot off the putting green <laughs> onto a little under the lights sideways hole. Tiger had whatever four swings at it, couldn't make it, put it on the green once. Yeah, like it's it, it was it wasn't thought out again. That part of it wasn't thought out well. There wasn't there wasn't um, enough uh, banter between the two players. Like I would have liked to do. And you know the one thing that really bugged me was I thought they said there were going to be these side bets. So, like, when I play golf with my buddies and we have side bets, you know, we we put them on at crucial moments. So, like, you press right. a guy or or you your guy has a, uh, a a 30-foot putt and you say, I'll bet you $100,000. We don't say that. That's what they would do. We usually right. say, like, I'll bet you five bucks you can't get down in two. But they uh, everything they did was so obvious. It was just, okay, uh Make a birdie here, or closest to the hole, and it was yeah. it was just well, kind of closest to the hole, and the closest to the hole that one was Mickelson at thirty eight feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On what the fifth or sixth hole, whatever it was, like you know, I think 
you know, there was a lot of hype for it, and they did a lot of trash talking before the event. But in the end, it was, you know, it was a terrible event that made zero money either because because they screwed up the because uh, the function because the function of the registration screwed up. So Turner gave it away for free. Um, anyway, I, I just yeah, you I, know, I was never in, I was never interested in it, and it turns out I was right. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was it'll go down as kind of a very flat, un, uneventful day. Uh, right. So now we're getting to the end of the year, and we're also getting to hockey season. So I have mm-hmm. a I have a quiz for you. Oh, great! I want you to try and name for me as many Canadian golfers and the hockey teams they cheer for. Oh, okay. So uh, let's see how many you can get. I I, I came up with. All right. I so came, I, guess I came up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I came up with nine. Nine. No, nice. actually, sorry, ten. Okay. I just thought of one more. I just thought of one more. Okay. So, so, so you, you. All right. This is fun. This is fun. Okay. I like this. Okay. So Adam Hadwin, Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Uh, Graham Dillette, Calgary Flames. Yep. Brad Fritch, Ottawa Senators. Yep. David Hearn, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Uh, Mike Weir, Detroit Red Wings. Yep. Good. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Corey Connors Leafs. Oh, that's one I didn't have. That's right. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to. I'm just going to go with a complete assumption that Nick Taylor, Vancouver Canucks. He's right. That's right. Uh, that was just. That was just basically geography. That's all geography on that one. Well, if you think of geography, uh, so how, how many am I at? You are at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Just you got to think of guys who are on the PGA Tour. Well, you got to think of golf right. professionals who are out playing, and think of some cities right. that they might come from. That should give it away. So, I'll say hmm, who's playing. I think Roger Sloan is a Leaf fan as well. He's not. Roger oh, Sloan not. is a Calgary Flames fan. Ah. How about that? Him and Dillette. But there's um, now there's two more that I have written down here that are. You'll kick. Brooke Henderson, Ottawa Senators. Yes. And that same team, uh, come on, like the biggest Senators fan going. The biggest sen- Why were you said Fritchie? Oh, did you? I don't think you did. Yeah. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did. You did. You're sorry. You're right. You did. Uh, Henderson. Yeah, Fritchie's right. the biggest Senators fan. That's right. And Mac Hughes is a Leafs fan as well. Is a Leaf fan. Yeah, Mac Hughes. Pretty that good. Was the one I was Very good. Say. And they're dyed in the wool, right? Like last night, I was just looking because as we're taping this, uh, the Leafs won in overtime with 2.7 seconds mm-hmm. left against Buffalo and. I think uh, about three of them had um, three of the guys, or two or three of them had tweets out there. Wow, look at that! Got, and Graham Dillette had one about his Calgary Flames that won like well, eight six or something. They're they're actually going very well. So yeah, you know the Canucks are the Canucks are not, but I would think that if you asked Adam or Nick, that they feel that the Vancouver Canucks season has been okay. What about Weirsy in Detroit? I don't. Yeah, I. You know what? I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan myself. So if I was Weirzy, I would say that it should be positive because they're actually 500. I would rather them be the last place team right now because they need some high picks to re- rebuild, replenish everything, restock. Um, you know, they played that middle game so long that you can't always hit home runs on late, late picks. Right. So 
uh, they need to blow it up like the Leafs blew it up and maybe get some luck here and there with uh, like Austin Matthews. But okay, well, we'll turn, I would we'll, hope that we'll Wurzy is okay. We'll turn that over, all those kind of thoughts over to the Bobcast with uh, Bob McKenzie, which I'm sure you can listen to. But <laughs> let's get back to golf. How about that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So I got, I got a couple of questions for you looking forward to next year. Mm-hmm. We just went through a whole list of Canadians and talked to them. Who do you think is going to be the first Canadian golfer to win a tournament next year? Any tour? Any tour, anywhere. Brooke Henderson. You think so, huh? Yes. Okay. I think she'll win one of those early events. I think that's a good pick. I think she will. Um, if it's not her... Now, that's that's not till like, February, right? So That's the thing. Like, it could be... I'm thinking of Career Builder or whatever it's called now. I think it's... Spo- right. It's actually sponsorless. I don't think it has a sponsor. Is that right? That's uh, unusual. Hadwin might be um, able to do that one. Mm-hmm. He plays very well I think, there. Uh, yeah, I think... Um, you know, if it's not, it's. I think the two other guys that are going well right now are Adam and Corey. Yes. Um, so I would I would pick one of those two. Although Nick Taylor's played decently, uh, they had a pretty good World Cup together. Yep, they did. Um, him and Adam with the fourth place finish, T four. Not bad uh, at all, especially on that, especially that last final round alternate shot that they they were like five or six under. I think they were. Yeah, pretty I think they were like the second best score that day. Mm-hmm. Behind the Belgians, I believe, right? The Who Belgians. Won? That's right. Thomas Peters. The Belgians. The the, the Illinois Deuce, did right? The Illinois you, duo. Did I ever tell you this story about when I was in I went on a trip in Belgium one time and one day we get a guy, a guide, who's walking us around, I think it was in Bruges, which is a great city. If you ever have a chance to go to Bruges, go to Bruges. All also it's a um also a um great movie. Uh Colin Farrell movie. Yes, and, and in also Bruges. they ha- they make great beer in Bruges. Um, Do they? Nice. But they they the the guy's name was Tom Peters. And I said, Oh, when I met him, I said, Oh, you have a name same name as a famous golfer from Belgium and he looked at me like I had three heads, like he'd never heard of Seriously? Thomas Peters. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Never How many heard. years ago is this? This is like two years ago. Man, he was like a—he was amazing at the Ryder Cup that year too, like a couple years ago. It was crazy, or three years ago. Unbelievable. Anyway, he sort of after I kind of jogged his memory, he kind of said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I think I've heard him." He says golf is not a very big sport here in Belgium. So right. Anyway, um, but uh, (laughs) so now the next question is: We have got uh, this is kind of interesting, but Hamilton is confirmed for this year for the RBC Canadian Open, and I've talked to a bunch of the Canadians, and they're all pumped about going to Hamilton, and it's Mm -hmm. looking good. Where's it going to go after that? What do you think? What's your wow. bet? Like, I'll tell you what the, the 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 plan is to try and go to St. George's, mm-hmm. and then possibly Mississauga. I've also heard <laughs> Toronto Golf as a possible site. Really? Um, so it's interesting, but they're going to have a vote this week at St. George's. The members are going to vote whether to give the board of directors the go ahead to pursue the Canadian Open in 2020. Now it's 18 months away. Well, yeah, I see, and I would think that they would want to do that, right? Because remember when we played, we played an event uh, at St. George's. Was it? It was a, it was a David Hearn event. We played with a member, right? And they just redid the greens there, right? That's right. And they were hoping for a Presidents Cup. That's right, but they got turned down. So, and they got turned down for that. So, why wouldn't you want to Canadian Open? It's already been there once. That's right. Um, it's it fits that southern Ontario mode. The problem, mold. The, the the biggest difficulty I see with a Canadian Open at St George's and RBC Canadian Open, excuse me, um, is that it's not so much okay. Let's say the course approves it, that's great. Right. Then you got to get 
transit. Yeah. You got to close down half of Islington Avenue. You got to get right. Islington Golf Club to say, "Yeah, we'll be uh, your um, your range again." So you're closing down right. two yeah, golf clubs because there was an offsite range. That's so right. There's a lot of moving parts to that one, and a lot of stuff's got to get done in a hurry because you got to know mm-hmm. you got to know eight months out at least. You should know, yeah. And I, so it's just funny that. You know, could it come back to the Abbey? That's like, what I was wondering. Exactly what I was thinking. Like it's it's always sitting there, right? It's yeah. always sitting there. It hasn't been. Nothing's been decided yet. It's not plowed over. Nope, it's that's right. still a golf course. It's going to be tied um, up in legal stuff for years. Yeah, for a while. Nothing's going to happen there in the next two to three I, years, anyway. I think it gives golf. I think that part portion of it gives Golf Canada an out. Because they know right now, currently, right that now. they still have that right here, like as of right now. But I, th- you know, I thought that I thought the plan was to be at Hamilton a couple times in the next five years. You got Hamilton. Hamilton's Georges agreed. Well, Hamilton's right? agreed. So, but, so all these deals now they're trying to get the courses to commit to two. So Hamilton right. has got two, and St. George's I think is twenty and twenty four. I think Hamilton is right. nineteen and twenty three, and then whoever mm-hmm. gets twenty one will get twenty five as well. And right. that takes you through the end of the RBC sponsorship, I think, at that point. So then you sort of start right. looking at different things. And um, but the other the other course news I did hear was that Shaughnessy was trying to get the President's Cup, yeah. but they've said no. Uh, it right. just doesn't have enough people who have never been to a President's Cup don't realize how big an event it is compared to the RBC Canadian yes. Open. And you need yeah, a lot more land, a lot more infrastructure. And I love Shaughnessy. It's a great golf course. The players love the golf course. It's nothing to do with the right. golf course. It's it's just the infrastructure surrounding it that would make it yeah. very difficult to try and have something there. And the pro- the problem there is always, you know, we've both been to Shaughnessy Canadian Opens, and it just doesn't make any money. Right. And that's why RBC wants it in their hub, which is southern Ontario. That's right. And unfortunately... There's a lot of great golf courses out there that could host a Canadian Open and have in the past, but I, man, I don't know. Are they going to go there? Um, I, would they ever come down to Westmount? Well, that's a possibility. See, you could keep it. You could keep it there. That wouldn't be any further, really, than than Hamilton, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. So that's a possibility. Uh, I'm trying to think of other courses that could be. Po- I mean, there's other ones that you could do that aren't necessarily. That's the other side of it. Sometimes you have great golf courses that don't have the infrastructure, and then you have places where they have the infrastructure, and the golf courses are, I don't know what the word is, uninspiring maybe, let's say. So right. something like um, Rattlesnake Point, which is nice. It's a fun place to play and everything, but it's mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily great, but they've got great facilities, great land around it. You can right. do a lot of stuff there. So maybe would that's they ever would they, would they be paying attention to Magna this year? Maybe. Although Magna is kind Which of is a, hosting the CP Women's Open, that's right. It's a great golf course too. It's interesting to see mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of stuff around there. You got to drive, yes, stuff to to go to hotels to go to stuff like that. Which yes. you, I guess you do have to do that pretty much everywhere now, anyways. So everywhere, yeah, I think so. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much out there on its own, but lots of land. Lots of land. Uh, if you could pick one golf course in this country and. Throw out all the infrastructure stuff we just talked about. Throw out everything right. that we just said. If you could pick one golf course where you'd like to have the open, where would it be? That's really good. It's a really good question. I would love to see it out there in Cabot. Yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? It would be fun because you don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. Um, there's some fun holes on that course. 
be cool, and like to do a do two it'd be rounds. Be cool to see what the guy, yeah, to do a couple rounds just to see how the guys, how the pros attack it. Like do around um, it, do around it, links, do around it, cliffs, and yep. then do your last round at at uh, last two rounds maybe at links or something. But I think it'd yeah. be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be. And, and again, the weather could change like that. Yeah. Right. Um, That'd be great. There's a lot of great golf that would courses be cool. out there. A lot of great golf there courses. There are a lot of great golf courses in Canada. And yeah, and unfortunately, some of them, there's no hope in heck that they would ever. You'll see a lot of great um, golf courses this year on the Asante uh, ads again. We're doing those right. again, I should tell you that. F- and you've already seen a lot of them. Yes. And the first Asante, Two, right? ad, the like, first Asante ad you're going to see, we've already done. We went out and did uh, Bear Mountain out in Victoria. Nice. Which has hosted a Champions Tour. Skins event. game. Skins, and a Skins, and a Skins game. Right? game, yeah. yeah. And it's. Uh, it's an interesting spot. I don't think you can hold a Canadian Open there, but it would be a, uh, a good Champions Tour or even a CP Women's Open maybe out there you could hold. Right. be kind of cool. It's, there are, yeah, that's one thing in Canada. We are blessed with a bunch of great golf courses. We are. Um, but it's, you know, they're kind of stuck. Like the Canadian Open's kind of stuck in, in where it is. And, you know, they're kind of held to a protocol. They, they have to make money, right? Sure. You know, everything's got to make money. And, if you know Southern Ontario has been proven to make the money, and so it's not easy. Plus, you got to you got to go to a golf course and say to the membership, "Okay, look, you've got a, uh, I don't know, your your golf season's May to October, and we want to take three weeks out of it, or two, right. you know, two and a half weeks out of it. And uh, by the way, you can't come into the clubhouse. You got to pay for tickets. <laughs> you're even though you're a member, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's tough. Would they uh, tough would they ever go back to your would, would they ever go back to your place, Weston? No, no, you couldn't hold it there. I mean, it would be a good golf course, yeah. but they it's a it's a little bit sh- a little bit short. You could toughen it up though. They, yeah, they had the Canadian Amateur there. They've had the U.S. Open qualifying there. Yeah. The guys didn't go crazy low, but there's just not enough room, no. not enough room uh, right. around there. Unfortunately, that's um, although you know the head a- the headlines when it first opened was described it as a wide open parkland golf course. <laughs> in 19, or nineteen fifty five when they had the open there. That's what they right. described it as. I'm thinking, man, it's not it that is anymore. Not that. No, it's <laughs> no, grown up. It is not. I'm sure a lot of courses are like that. Crazy tricky greeds though. Yeah, that's the that's the key. Um, so there you go. That's it. So what's uh, what's going on now? What do we have to look forward to? Well, this week there is the uh, Web.com Tour Q School, mm-hmm. and we have mm-hmm. a bunch of Canadians in the hunt. Yeah, we have four of them. Tell, um, tell me who they are, Jamie. Here's who they are, Bob. It's uh, Brad Fritch trying to get his web, full-time web card back. Michael Gligich, uh Albin Choi, who's been on the web tour for a few years now. Yep. And Sean Harlington, who was on the web tour last year. Yeah. I'm hoping they, uh, hoping they all do well. Now, they've all got, by getting to the final stage, you get some kind of status. Like, it could yes. be four events or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it should be interesting to see. And I had to talk, I was talking, talking with Roger Sloan yesterday. He was telling me that... Um, you know, they did a reshuffle after the first fall series there. He figures he's going to get into a bunch of, of the early tournaments on the West Coast. But he said with the, with the schedule change now, a lot of guys may play a little bit earlier. We'll see what happens. Like a lot of Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. You almost got to you make your hay in those fall events when you can get into them. Yeah. But that can, and if you don't, then you're kind of behind the eight ball. Right. It kind of sets bit. you up now because everything comes a little bit earlier and the season's over a little earlier. So it'll be interesting to see That's right. what happens. Anyway. And other than that, there's a, you know it's again we're at the holidays. The all the tours are done. The Euro tours on uh, is going on. They got tournaments in South Africa. They always have tournaments that have been happening. They always have tournaments going on everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> Even Christmas week, I think they have a tournament. 
Maybe yeah, it's, not really. It's, but it's nuts. But it's almost the end of the season. And then, you know, obviously first week of January, uh, the PJ Tour goes to Hawaii. Yes. For the TOC. And we don't. How, no, how we, we do not go. My wife go? always says, "Why can't we go to? Why can't you go to those tournaments?" And then I'll come with you. Everybody asks me that like, all yeah. the time. Hey, are you going to Hawaii? No. Everybody asks me. You every went week. to the Bahamas for the for the LPGA Opener one year. I did go there actually, right after the PGA show, which is yeah. another one coming up. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember that actually. We went there. Or I went there for two two rounds. That was a nice one. I stayed at Atlantis. That was really nice. That's pretty cool. It was good. It was a good one. Anyway, the Bahamas. That's all right. Yeah, I never get those cool gigs. No, I get to go to Ron Conkham in New York, <laughs> and Chaska, Minnesota. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> and beautiful Augusta, Augusta, Georgia. Oh well. All right, well let's uh, wrap up this uh, episode, and um, don't forget to uh, send us some. You know what I'm looking for? Tell me what's the best Christmas gift you ever got. Yes, that's golf related. That's golf related. Best Christmas. What golf was yours? Related. Uh, well, I'll tell you. For a while, when I um, when I first got married, the first time, <laughs> I used to get Christmas gifts that were all golf stuff. So, like, I got a golf clock one year, and instead of mm-hmm. instead of the numbers, there was like a golf ball there, and then I got like golf chachka stuff. Everything was golf, and so finally, I put the, my foot down. And I said, "Okay, no golf gifts," because I get everything f- basically given to you that you yeah, need. I know. So I don't need any more golf stuff. So I just put it down. So that's that's what I got. But I can't. I can't honestly remember a great. Super duper golf gift because of that, I think probably. But how about you? Anything? I well, I remember. Well, obviously, I got a gap wedge one year, which Ooh. I desperately needed, which was nice. But when we first got our house that we currently live in, uh, we built this bar, a nice bar. My brother in law built a beautiful bar, and my parents got me uh, some glasses and mixers and all this stuff, and it's all golf related. Ooh. So it's like you got tees for like the uh, the olive stuff. Like to put in to put in olives from Martini's, and the shaker cup is like a golf ball. Okay, that's good. Uh, golf bag. Yeah, it's like a golf bag with all the uh, instruments in it. Stir sticks are like clubs. So it was pretty. That was pretty cool. That's cool. That's pretty cool. creative. Well, see see what you can tell us what your favorite gift is and something inventive, and maybe we'll have one more Christmas special before we embark on the new year. And at that that's time, right. before we, before the new season starts, we'll do our fantasy um, selections for fantasy. you because a lot of people are getting into some of that. Stuff I got to go. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up pretty quickly yeah. once that New Year hits. Yeah, my dad and I got to get our teams together. We finally cashed a check last year in our big pool. Yes, you guys had a good year. We did, and uh, and we'll see where we go from there. So until then, uh, I'm Run, and I'm Bump, and we'll talk to you again.